Hey there, welcome uh, Mana Ionescu to the, the podcast from uh, Lifespan Digital. Hello, How you been today? I'm doing great. How are you? Great, great. Um, we were talking about uh, helping people understand influencer marketing a little bit. You've got a lot of experience uh, in it and other things. And I was hoping maybe we can start with, you know, who is Mana? What are the things you're doing? And then maybe give us a little primer on uh, so we level set on what influencer marketing might be. Sure. Um, I'm Mana, you're Romanian in Chicago. I started a digital marketing agency a while back, and um, as part of helping our clients grow and generate leads, we got involved in the past few years in doing more and more influencer marketing. And just like with everything we do, we set, we, we develop the process. Process is very important for us um, because influencer marketing is a very big fuzzy thing. And to be able to measure results, we need to have a structure to it. So we developed a process, which we later turned into a toolkit um, to, to have a more rigorous approach to it. And particularly to be able to give people what they desire the most. And that is the data, you know, the ability yeah. to measure has this worked or not. So that's, that's what well, that's we've great. been doing. And, and, and- it's funny. You hope people want the data. I feel like, a lot, especially with influencer marketing, I hear a lot of people hoping it's kind of a little bit of a magic wand or silver bullet, and you just you get the people out there, and magically things happen. But of course, that's never how anything works like that. Um, maybe for for level setting, because um, you make a really good distinction that I think we'll get into about um, what a maybe you might call a traditional influencer is versus a micro influencer, and how they're differently effective for different kinds of brands. So maybe let's start with what that is and how that might work. For yeah. People. Yeah. I've seen a lot of companies waste huge budgets on working with a big influencer. So we're looking mm. for those that have 1 million plus followers and they're, they usually charge and they're expensive and the engagement tend to be these one-off things where they'll post one thing about you and that's it in. Yeah. Instagram just published an update the other day where they said that less than half of the people that you follow or you, you're connected with on Instagram are going to see your content. Less than half. Hmm. So here's an influencer and they post and they post a lot of things and then they post something about you and a small percentage of people will see it. Um, and you've just dropped a lot of money on it. Whereas micro-influencers have much higher engagement on their content uh, because they have a much closer relationship with the people that they're connected with. And they tend to want to work with you long term. So out of the effort of establishing their one relationship, you're going to get multiple pieces of content. It's going to be a little easier to negotiate. Um, and you can have a long term relationship where now you can reach more than just half of their followers because through multiple right. content experiences, there's going to be more out there for people to engage with. Well, and, and I think you make a pretty good point about like, that's more of a partner yeah. relationship and, you know, and, and defining micro influencer as someone with, you know, like a thousand, in, you know, followers kind of thing. Is that sound right to you? And what, tell me about like, so how do you, how do you reconcile, you know, cause now you probably are having to talk to maybe more, a, a greater number of influencers, but they're more impactful. So how do you, how do you manage all those relationships? Yeah, we, you have to talk to more, but they're more responsive. So the actual effort of mm-hmm. developing the relationship is not as lengthy, as intense as with a macro influencer. So 
Okay. We use a simple spreadsheet in the toolkit. There's a simple spreadsheet. You can create your own where we do the research. We list the names of the people we want to potentially work with. And you know, we look to see you know, how impactful is their blog, if they have one, what social networks are they on, and where do they gain more traction. And we, we list all these details in there. And then we start reaching out to them. And then we mark where which ones entered in a relationship with us. And then we also mark the results in the same spreadsheet. So we have everything in one place. So if we notice that one influencer was a pleasure to work with and the results were great, then we need to go back to them sure. for more and more. Yeah. How about, you know, maybe getting real um, can you think of a story of a time when, um, you know, a, a micro influencer relationship went really, really well and sort of developed and grew over time like that. Like what's a, what's a, a kind of a case study kind of thing you can kind of talk about? Yeah. Yeah. So we were working with a candy manufacturer and candy, everybody loves candy. So you think that it's easy to market, but it's just one, one line of products. It's just sugar with different yeah. packaging, yeah. right? So um, there's only this much sugar you can sell. So we were trying to expand the reach. This was um, allergy-free, allergen-free candy, so quite unique in that. And so we were trying to reach moms who were um, who, who whose kids potentially had allergies. So we looked for influencers that were in that space who they themselves had kids with allergies, and a lot of their content was mm. solutions for for parents who have kids with allergies. So um, we reached out to a bunch of them and. And one of them wanted a higher payment than we had budgeted for. But we said, you know what? Christmas is a really big time for us. And now it's mm -hmm. March. We started this conversation in March. Let's see if we can get that budget before Christmas. And maybe we can do something really interesting together between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, um, and what they asked for, the budget wasn't huge. It was like, I believe, $2,000. It wasn't huge. But... But during that year, we kept talking to them. So we established a relationship. And, and little by little, the engagement became more and more clear. And we ended up having multiple pieces of content and the blog post and everything tied together. There was like a story to it. And so because we took the time, because we weren't ready day one, but we figured out the yeah. budget and we took the time to really talk through things with this influencer. Um, at the end of it, it was incredibly successful. It was probably one of the most successful engagements we had. Um, we were getting hundreds of, uh, of likes and comments and traffic from just this one engagement with somebody that didn't have that many followers. I think she was somewhere in the range of th yeah. 30,000 followers. Um, it was just but really targeted like a great fit for the product and the brand. The targeting was great. The yeah. influencer was great. During that time, we, we learned more about her and we realized she was truly genuine. She had really mm -hmm. true relationships with her audience. Um, and that's where you see the most engagement. That's where you see the most results is when that influencer has a close relationship with the people that follow them. Yeah. You mentioned the uh, kind of budgets and, and payments in there. I'm, I'm curious about, can you talk about how uh, for people that haven't, you know, engaged them, an influencer, micro or normal 
I don't know what's the right word, but uh, any kind of influence or what, what should you expect and what are payments like? And is it per- performance or time or posts or how does that all work? Most micro influencers will work with you for free or just an exchange. So whether the exchange is a blog exchange, no. whether the exchange is we send you some product, uh, we send you a book, you write about it, you post about it. Right. I think what is important to, to talk about at this point, too, is that there's all sorts of influencers, not just we think immediately of the Instagram influencers or now TikTok influencers. Yeah. You have bloggers, you have journalists, um, you have LinkedIn influencers, you have Instagram influencers. So depending on what your goals are, you have to decide what the right channel is for you first before you start looking for mm-hmm. influencers. So when we work with bloggers, a lot of times... They're happy to just have new content to to post. Yeah. So they may not charge much, maybe two hundred dollars, but many micro influencers will work for free. When we talk about Instagram, they have to show something, not just write about something. So that's a better fit when you have a product, when you have something that they can create a lifestyle piece and experience with. Hmm. Yeah. How about you mentioned in there? Um, uh, tracking and you know some of these platforms like they they differ in what's available. So like some have an SEO component, some don't. Others have mm-hmm. things you can track. So when you when you put together a whole picture of all the different things you're doing on all the different platforms, what are the things you look for typically to to track how the how effective your campaign is? Yeah, every goal can be translated into digital marketing goal number goal, and that can be translated into what I call a digital currency. So when we talk about SEO, our currency is links back from websites with where pages with the domain authority higher than ours or even as ours and, and many different mm-hmm. websites and links from those websites. So that's our currency there. So there we would measure it and you know, how many links have we accomplished to get back. Um, on Instagram, especially if you work with products, it's really helpful to, to track the links, the URLs that they're gonna be using those who have over 10,000 followers can put links in their stories and stories are very effective right yeah. now. So you can track traffic to the website, but also it's great to have some sort of a giveaway or a coupon where you can track the usage of that coupon. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen with a client mm-hmm. of ours that one influencer relationship led to over 300 coupon uses. So 300 new purchases oh, wow. from just one instance where that person posted the stories as well as to to their feed but it was again the very the right audience in the right space so you have to decide in advance what your digital currency is that that you know that then translates into actual value um into actual and into actual dollars right yeah have you ever had a situation where kind of what a client wanted to use as a digital currency or the target they were aiming for sort of like wasn't achievable and you had to sort of redirect well here's what's realistic in a different kind of target like tell me all about that. the time all the time we have people who come to us and say um we identify these three influencers on instagram and we want to work with them and i ask why well because they're influencers but but why Not enough, right? yeah. and and at the end yeah. of the day we discover that what they want is media relations. They want articles about them and uh, blog posts about them that maybe Instagram is not the right place for them to be. 
Um, mm -hmm. But we see so many people start with the influencer. They have a channel and an influencer in mind because everybody's talking about Instagram and TikTok. So we, we should be there. Um, and then they wonder right. why, one, they can't measure results and they have no idea. So they have no idea how that's worked, how that's worked for them. Um, so we have, that is the one that I have to always tell people, stop. If, you, if you're starting with the channel before you've even identified your goals and that digital currency, that's going to be the proxy for your dollar value, for your dollar goal. Yeah. If you haven't done that yet, don't jump into a channel. Don't start looking for influencers. The number yeah. one question. It's going at it back. I'm right? sorry? It's coming at it kind of from the wrong end of the equation there. Yeah, yeah. Um, the number one question I get is where do I find influencers? And so again, that's an indicator to us. All right, you've already jumped a few steps in the process there. Um, yeah. You may go down the wrong channel. Yeah. yeah. How about this? Um, kind of maybe as a, a, a final thought here. Um, what's is there anything new happening? So like I feel like uh, you know. The latest phenomenon was TikTok, but that's maybe even a little bit old now. Is there other new things emerging um, sort of in the landscape that people should pay attention to? So Pinterest, Pinterest is still uh, doing very well, and they're releasing new things all the time. Recently, they've added shopping to their features, and it's very interesting because the testing they've been doing is to allow your everyday person to sell their products. So maybe I want to Sarah sell a recipe book that I've put together through my many Pinterest recipe recipes that I shared. Yeah, you could you you're gonna have the ability to do that through print through Pinterest directly. Um, <laughs> Instagram has added shopping within the app itself, but this Pinterest feature is a little different because with Instagram you have to have an actual store. It's usually businesses who have this ability to sell. Um, Pinterest has just announced changes to their algorithm just uh, the, the other two, two days ago, um, or rather they've disclosed how their algorithm works. And it's very interesting because they're preparing to add advertising to reels. So basically they're mm. making reels more and more important because they're being okay. more and more used. And as part of the algorithm, what they've disclosed that is that reels um, get ranked based on the music that you use for them and how popular that music is. And they use that as a proxy for, for that music, encouraging people to create their reels based on the reel that they, that they've just watched. So, Oh wow. Yeah. So there's these um, indicators that they're using now that are non-standard. We usually think of, oh, a post gets higher visibility because it has a lot of likes and comments and so on. Well, that's not the case with Reels. So it really makes you think, okay, how can I create content or what influencers should I be working with who are able to create that viral effect, who are able to create those memes yeah. that makes their followers want to create something on their own. Um, and that's the content that rises to the top. That's interesting. So, so maybe one, one more, one more thought. Um, I'm curious for people or companies that haven't done anything with this yet. Is there like a first thing you might recommend trying or looking at? Yeah, in the B two B space, um, I recommend actually going to the people who are influential, 
and paying attention to who comments on their content. So influential in your space. So start by observing what others are doing. So here's an influencer and here's a bunch of people who pay attention to them. Those people could be your target audiences. So maybe instead of trying to capture the attention of that influencer, go on LinkedIn, look at those comments and interact with the people who comment on that influencer's content. So basically you have this open network where the 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 influencer you don't have to work with influencer directly because who they engage with is very obvious so you can jump straight into that audience um so you can use influencer marketing not just in a one-on-one relationship with that influencer you can reach their network um in the b2c space again what I recommend is, again, doing that, taking your time to observe what's happening. What is happening in your universe? Whose voices are strong? Look at, again, who's commenting on that content. And does it sound like a relationship? Or is it just people commenting on an influencer's post saying, let's collab, let's collab. <laughs> uh, okay. That research up front is not just going to tell you who to work with. It may even give you a lot of insights into your potential audience, how they think, how they behave online, and what type of content you should create to reach them. That's oh, super cool. Um, hey, listen, this has been a great conversation about uh, influencer marketing. I really appreciate your insights, and thanks for Thanks for me having today. me. You made it all the way to the end. Thanks. Don't forget to subscribe and like this video to hear more content just like this.